Welcome to Juilliard's Everything Arts Related in and Around Austin. Today, I'm sharing my conversation with Gabriel Ornelas and Florencia Choto from Cine Las Americas. They both believe in the power of film to help shed light on the social and cultural issues of the Latinx community. And they're excited to share all the details of the 24th Cine Las Americas International Film Festival going on right now in Austin. So, Gabriel, I want to start with you. Of course, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Cine Las Americas International Film Festival that's coming up. But would you share with us first a little bit about your background and your personal story to becoming involved with this organization? Of course. And, you know, so with Cine Las Americas, um, I personally have got involved with Cine Las Americas as, as a volunteer about 12 years ago or so and just participated in, on the board. And for me, the, the, the appeal about Cine Las Americas was really kind of directly tied to our mission because myself, being of um, uh, Hispanic descent, is so it's Cine with its focus on Latinx and indigenous films about or by uh, the communities. It, it really appealed to me as far as, as an organization. And then the arts, I've always had a appreciated performing arts and, and just the cultural arts. And so... The having the opportunity to participate with an organization that was putting these voices out there and showcasing these voices and celebrating them for me hit really hit home. And so I began as a volunteer and became a board member eventually. And then just um, little by little, just a couple of years ago, the opportunity presented itself where our former ED was moving on. Um, Jean Lauer, she was moving on from Cena, And so I was at that point where it, the opportunity presented itself and it was a good, it was actually a great fit for me and just always something I wanted to participate in and be able to contribute to. So I, I merged into this role. I, my, my background has been in, in higher ed in terms of events and, and, and so forth, but like in the, in the higher ed realm. And so I'd, I'd like to think I was able to bring that skill set to, to, and apply it to Cena, knowing that just because it's film and the arts, and but there was a, a wonderful team of, of folks that really brought the, the programming side, and that we could, you know, work work really well together to, to really kind of celebrate the festival. So it sounds like you became the executive director like right before the pandemic hit. Um, it was a couple of months thereafter. So okay. I, I, I joined on in August of 2020, and in July of 2020, then Cine Las Americas, so there was a whole festival ready, lined up and ready to go in, in May, which uh, Florencia was part of, and, and all that was set. And then like with everything else, the pandemic shut that down. So, but um, the team at that time, they still moved forward and, and showcased two weekends worth of what was going to be the festival uh, that in in 2020 and showcased it online. And then last year, we didn't have a full-fledged festival, but we were able to do a couple of in-person events combined with a virtual component. And so, but, but yeah, so it was, it was definitely a, a very, as for everybody, it was a very different experience on how to kind of transition to something, something very different. You've been learning how to make it work. And has that been the case for you, Florencia? How did you come to be involved with uh, Cine Las Americas? Like Gabriel, I started as a volunteer. I love films since forever. So I I knew that they needed screeners. So I was screening films for them uh, since 2009. And um, the former AD, Jean Lauer, hired me as a uh, programmer in uh, 2019. 
and so I have been programming for them since since 2019. Like Gabriel said, well, 2019 was in person, but 2020, 2021, we did it online. So yes, we all had to to evolve and learn how to how to still entertain and and enjoy film uh, in different ways. Yeah, and you know, kind of amazing that. The, they say the show must go on. And with film and the Internet, the door was really opened to say, hey, here is a way everyone can participate from their location, which is fortunate, very fortunate in a way, but is still not a substitute for experiencing film in the theater. Oh, definitely. And I would add to that. Just, I, I agree, because I think with with film festivals, I mean, and, and, and ours. I mean, all film festivals are wonderful and just, you know, the opportunity, but, but it's such an engaging experience in terms of like a community engaging experience and to experience that in person, um, I think is a big, you know, one of the big components of what a film festival offers is, I mean, beyond the art itself, as far as actually just bringing people together to um, people who really love film and, and or stories or, you know, these different cultural experiences. Yes, for sure, because it's um, it's about being together as a community and creating community, right? Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, and we get wonderful support from the community, and and but but yes, it, it's it's I think with with Cine Las Americas, um, I mean, with regards to our, our festival, I, I feel it's my experience has always been it's it's a pretty tight community. It's it's an engaging and open community, but it's one of the beauties is is, is about people coming together. I think that's why we're. We're really excited about really kind of going all in this year. Well, yeah, and everyone is excited to be out in the world and to be able to interact in person, to get back into the theater and experience the the real power that film has when you're in that room with the huge screen and the loudspeakers and you're all having the same experience together. So coming up, it's the 24th annual International Film Festival, June 8th through the 12th here in Austin. I mean, I think I just imagine I have no experience in film. OK, I just imagine Gabriel and Florencia that if one of the most difficult and complicated things you can do is put together a film festival. It just seems like there is so many, so many logistics. I don't even know how you choose the films that you're going to showcase. And then you also have a competition component. So let's begin with an overview of uh, the whole experience. To me, the, the process, I agree, is fascinating on how these films can come together and get chosen. And but, you know, from an overview standpoint, I mean, we, we, we definitely like any other organization, we rely on a lot of support um, from sponsors and the community partners and grants um, and, and then just putting a great team together that's dedicated to really just, you know, wanting to see this happen. Um, so so, I mean, at least in my own personal role, it's just, you know, from from registration to making the program, having our programming team together and, and just all the different facets of logistics. We have wonderful partners with AFS Cinema here and, and then the city of Austin, the Mexican-American Cultural Center, where, where as a result of their generosity, actually at least half of the festival is free and open to the public because right? everything we show at the MAC is free. And it's, you know, it's, it's a way to really kind of, it's like have an opportunity to share this. So, so again, just with, with the different partners, and I mean, our timeline goes back to, I think we, Lorenzo, do we start meeting back in November and then yourselves and the programming team? Yes, pretty much. We start with the call for entry. And you must get so many submissions. Yes, yes, to kind of answer your question about how is it that we select films, 
we we have a combination of open submissions. So we have, you know, the call for entries opens around December and it goes on through March. And we have volunteer screeners, like I used to be one. And um, they watch the film for us. They recommend or not recommend. We have a policy where at least the, each film has to at least be seen by two people. Uh, because, you know, tastes vary and we want to make sure we don't, something doesn't fall through the cracks. Uh, and then we also, um, we also do, um, you know, we, we know what's, what's been playing uh, other film, uh, film festivals, what's been winning awards, what's nominated for the Oscars. So we also do um, distributor, we procure films from distributors as well. So that's the combination for, for what you are going to see in the festival. And it sounds like, you know, beginning Wednesday, June 8th, you're really kicking it off with a bang, if you don't mind my saying so. Anything with Hunka Burn and Love, Javier Bardem is going to get my attention. But this film, of course, ha- has gotten a lot of people's attention. Yes, uh, we're, we're starting with uh, Spain's entry for the Oscars, which is El, El Buen Patron, The Good Boss. And a very dark comedy from Spain with, of course, the incredible Javier Bardem. So we are, we are, you know, trying to start the festival with, uh, with a lot of, a lot of enthusiasm and passion. And this is a great film for us to, to kick it in. Yes, especially after not being able to, to be in the theater. You know, we've had this sort of two years of limbo and you're really, you're really beginning big, I would say. So there at AFS following the film, uh, we, you know, it's part of our big celebration. I mean, we'll, we'll kick off earlier that night with a, the full red carpet as far as there at AFS. And, and then, so everybody will go in and watch the film. And then after the film, yes, we'll be doing, uh, our kind of our after party there in the AFS lobby where we'll have some food and drink and just people are, can take more pictures and just be, be excited about kicking off the festival reconnect with people they haven't seen in a while um, or maybe not have seen in a while or, or, or meet for the first time. And so, so it, it'll be, it'll be nice. I mean, we're excited about it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like our way to say like, Hey, Cine Las Americas has officially opened, reopened the, the festival, our festival this year. So, so we're excited about that. And, you know, I know there's some films probably that you want to highlight. It, uh, there's so many amazing films as I, as I look at the roster. I know we don't have time to talk about them all, but keeping in mind your mission to promote cross-cultural understanding and growth by educating and entertaining, which couldn't be more important than, than it is today. Are there some films that you want to talk about in particular and highlight that you think people would uh, specifically enjoy? Oh, yes. We actually, it's, it's hard to just stop at a few, but uh, I do want to highlight Costa Rica's entry for the Oscars, Clara Sola. Uh, it's a film that has been very well reviewed. It's whimsical and different, not a predictable plot. So, you know, I love films like that, that you start watching them and you don't know which way they're going to head. We also have uh, Private Desert, which is our closing night film. It's from Brazil. And it's another one that's a little unpredictable. It's very entertaining. And I think it's going to surprise a lot of people while they're watching it. It's one of those (gasps) gasp moments. Uh, that I expect to hear from the audience when they watch it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, a film from Bolivia called Utama, 
which is uh, by a first-time director, which I have a hard time believing because the film is amazing. And it is it won the World Cinema, Cinema Grand Jury Prize at this year's Sundance Film Festival. So, you know, it's a high-caliber film, really well-made, just beautiful to see and with lovely characters. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yes, yes. As you know, we have the... So, so the films I just mentioned all show at the at the AFS theater. And we also have a whole lineup of all the in-competition films that will show at the Mexican-American Cultural Center for free for our audiences. Uh, So we're very excited because the films in competition are just uh, excellent. And so on the narrative film competition, feature length, we have a really interesting film from Argentina, about uh, the displacement of indigenous people in uh, Gran Chaco, in that region in Argentina. We have uh, two coming-of-age stories that are very different. One is from Canada, and the film is called Wildhood, and it's a coming-of-age of of an indigenous male youth. And then we have a film from Spain called Hazlo por mí, Do It For Me, about a girl uh, a young woman finding her voice in the world. Then we have an Uruguayan film called Mateina, which is kind of a dark comedy dystopian future where they criminalize the, the yerba mate, which is what they love to drink, that everybody drinks in all of South America. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It's a very interesting uh, take. It's a very original story. And then another very original film called El Cuento del Limonero, also from Spain, about an older lady that talks to her ghost. <laughs> and that's how she spends her days. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a really lovely film, um, also extremely original. And then in our uh, documentary competition, we have two political stories, one about a mole that infiltrated a very repressive regime in Guatemala. And it's called, uh, the film is called El Silencio del Topo, The Silence of the Mall. And then we have a, a film from Chile that is called Primera, about the uh, civil unrest and protests that took place in 2020 that resulted in Chile uh, revising their, their constitution. Mm. So it's a very, very important you know, historical film about that moment in time in Chile. Yes. And then we have a, a great kind of suspense thriller documentary called Ricochet that is from San Francisco, California film, and it uh, deals with immigration and the social and the justice system because it deals with an immigrant that accidentally kills somebody. So that's a, that's a really well-told story. And then we go for from political and social justice to something more intimate with two films, one from Canada about an indigenous woman wanting to find her um, birth parents because she was adopted, and a film from Spain that's called The Last Arch, uh, their Canadian film is called Daughter of a Lost Bird, and the Spanish film is called The Last Archer, and it's about a very famous Spanish painter and uh, the story is told from the point of view of his granddaughter who grew up with him. So it's, a, it's an amazing, also an amazing story of uh, 
the creative process and and the personal interaction between her and and his family. Yeah. So those are those are the films in competition. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. I'm struck by the uniqueness, you know, particularly when you talk about original stories, Florencia, because it doesn't seem we get that in the mainstream all that often, particularly when you talk about movies in the theater. So this is very exciting to really have a chance to see some unique and original and wonderful stories. Yes, that's why we're excited to bring these stories to Austin, because we feel that you wouldn't see these stories any other way. So that's why uh, Austin audiences have to come to the festival and support our, our efforts to to bring to bring these different stories to light. So what is the best way for people to get tickets to see the films that are going to be shown at AFS Cinema? So it's, it's through our website at um, cinelasamericas.org. And there they actually, they'll find a, the full program lineup they will find everything you know, with regards to the films, film times, and, and there actually there are direct links or direct buttons where they can actually go and purchase tickets. We have a variety of different price points. I mean, for whether if somebody's a Cine Las Americas member, which they can become, they go through the website as well. And then if they are a member, then they get an additional discount on individual tickets or if they really are, you know, in, excited about seeing a variety of films, then we... I mean, I always encourage them to get a, you know, be, get a get a full badge because it's it gives, gets you access to everything. So, and uh, Florencia was mentioning, we do have everything at the Mac that's that's free, but there at AFS, um, we you know tickets can be purchased through the through our website. Well, what what perfect timing for an exciting event like this. I feel the moment is very precious. So this is happening June 8th through the 12th, which is Wednesday through Sunday. And I like your idea, Gabriel, of purchasing the badge because then you can go and see anything that you want, however it fits your schedule and not have to worry about it. So that makes a lot of sense. And that information, again, is at CineLasAmericas.org. Is there anything else before we close, Gabriel, that you or Florencia want people to know about the Cine Las Americas International Film Festival that's about to take place here in Austin? I'll just add, you know, just a couple of things. I mean, as far as we, in, in addition to all those wonderful films that Florencia was sharing about, we, we do have our regular programming, such as Echo and Tejas. It's a series with films made here or by, or by Texans. Um, and then our Emergencia program, which is, we have a program specifically for, made for upcoming filmmakers, uh, youth 19 and under. And then this, this year we're bringing in a couple of uh, program blocks as far as from Fem Frontera, an organization out of El Paso that showcases films in the border region and, and then in this case also from India and some made, all made by female filmmakers. Um, I guess just briefly on my part, I'll just add that I think the film festival, we're excited about people coming out and, and I think in this, personally, I feel like in this day and age when there's just so much discussion and so many different feelings about everything, it's the arts and the film that bring a community together and share new ideas and and it's just it it offers i think a beautiful opportunity to participate when sometimes we're 
frustrated by trying to figure out how we participate in some of the things we see. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of CNA where we are offering that. Yes, that is well said. That makes so much sense. Wonderful. All right. Well, if there isn't anything else you want to add, Florencia, I will say thank you so much for making so much time to, to speak with me today. Well, thank you. And thank you to Magic 95.5 and your podcast and website for featuring this conversation. And we are really looking forward to the festival and to having you guys come over and see this wonderful film. Oh, that is so exciting. Thank you so much. I just feel there's nothing quite like film to access your emotions and also to help you connect with others. So I feel the hard work that you have both been doing is is just going to be amazing this year in bringing so many diverse stories from so many different countries to the folks here in Austin. And I'm just so excited actually for everyone to come out and see these films. So thanks for everything that you do. Thank you, Julia. Very much appreciated and your support as well. If you're still here, thank you so much for listening to Juilliards. The 24th Cine Las Americas International Film Festival is going on right now through Sunday, June 12th, and you can get all the details on how to watch at CineLasAmericas.org. If you want to hear more from Juliet, listen to Magic 95.5 weekday afternoons. She's on the air from noon to 7, keeping you company while you're at work or on that all-too-lengthy drive home.